Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, your host, and with me in studio is Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today, as we move into the month of September, and a time that is a really unusual in our whole world, is this sense of disunity mm-hmm. and, and anxiety. And so what we want to do is focus on peace and look at what's happening around us in the world, but focus on our belief as Christians and our trust in Jesus Christ. So as we begin today, Archbishop, please lead us in prayer. Indeed, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, before your beloved Son, our Savior, entered willingly into his passion, he spent that last night with his apostles in prayer. Father, one of the things that he prayed for on that very important night was for unity among his disciples. He prayed, Father, that we all be one, one in him as you, Father, are one with your Son, that we too might be one. Father, we ask you to pour out a spirit of unity among your people. Bring us back together as one body in Christ, filled with love for one another and profound respect. We place this radio time in your hands, Father, asking you to lead us and guide us according to your good purpose. And all these things we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seat of wisdom. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I don't think you can look anywhere on a headline and not see something that could that is very discouraging. And yet, what I think I'm just so grateful is my Catholic faith and my faith in Jesus Christ. And so I know there's so many issues, Archbishop, that are in your heart, that are in the hearts of all of our listeners. Families that are pitted against one another, um, questions about our faith, questions about what's happening in the world. And yet, when we face all of those things, we get a lot of teaching from Jesus Christ of how we are to face the unknown and the uncertainties that we face. Where do we start with something like this? Well, we start by focusing our, ourselves and fixing our gaze once again upon Jesus, who is the source of our life and our peace, our security. We really have, have gotten off track, I think, I really believe so, among our people. Uh, this, is, this is the most contentious, divisive, um, acrimonious time that I certainly have lived through uh, as, as a member of the church uh, and certainly as a priest and as a bishop. The vitriol uh, with which people are treating one another right now, even in the body of Christ, even in the church, weighs very heavy upon my, my shepherd's heart. Uh, it saddens me really beyond words uh, to see this 
anger and um, again division pitting uh, one group against another uh, pitting one point of view against another I've, I've just I honestly and truly I've never seen anything like this and what I think has happened in the church and among our people not all of them but a, a fair number of them believe me when I see, uh, when I get letters in the mail, when I get emails, uh, when I get, when other members of my staff get emails, when I see some of the, some of the comments on my Facebook page, uh, you know, people going after me, people going after each other, uh, you know, very often, you know, even, even some posts that have been just very <laughs> kind of innocuous and, and, and off topic, somebody will start in in the comment section and then people just start going at each other, you know, on my Facebook page and it breaks my heart. It really does. Not, not, not for me personally. I mean, I believe me <laughs> in 15 years as a Bishop, I, 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 the Lord has helped me be at peace and I guess in, in some ways develop a thick skin and try to be, you know, centered on the Lord in, in the midst of all that. But it, it, I think what has happened is the spirit of the world has crept into the church. You know, Pope St. Paul VI, you know, made that famous statement that the smoke of Satan, you know, has entered the church. And of course, he was not referring to our times. But I think that that in, in some ways, that's exactly what is happening right now. The strategy, if you will, of the enemy uh, has really crept into the church by fomenting this divisiveness among us. Uh, and you know, creating a, a, an atmosphere of, of distrust, of suspicion, of conspiracy theories. Um, and it just can't be. Uh, and I, and I want to speak in, in this broadcast very strongly uh, on this point, that brothers and sisters, we cannot allow this spirit of the enemy, the spirit of the world, to, to influence us in this way. You know, Jesus' commandment is that we love one another as he has loved us. And how did he love us? He loved us by laying down his life for us. He laid down his life for us. He sacrificed himself out of his love for us. And he tells us that we're to love one another with that same kind of love, a love that, that sacrifices, a love that's willing to let go of, you know, my own uh, point of view or sometimes or my own uh, uh, feelings of, of anger and distrust toward another. Uh, this is not the body of Christ. This is not that unity that Jesus prayed for, that, that, that would be present among us. And we have to wake up to what's happening uh, among us, and we cannot let the enemy win. We can we can uh, have our disagreements, and I'm not you know, so I'm not being a I'm not being a you know kind of Pollyanna about this, and that we just all kumbaya. But we can have disagreements. We can have a different point of view. We can have a different perspective. But we can we must do that was still a great profound love and respect for the other, for the one with whom we disagree. And maybe 
disagree vehemently. We still have to love and respect that other person. And that's, that's, that's what we're missing right now. We, we've lost the ability to disagree with one another and still remain friends, to still remain beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Instead, we demonize the other. You know, if someone disagrees with me, uh, they're the enemy. You know, Jesus did not come to create enemies uh, in the body of Christ. He came to call us into, into unity in him. And, and so we need, to, we need to wake up and we need to turn our gaze back to Jesus and, and our faith and to trust in the Lord, to trust in the Lord. You know, Father John Ricardo uh, with Acts 29, with whom we've been working, is, is, has got a, a, a phrase that I've heard him use many times. You know, these are very difficult times that we're in right now. These are uh, um, really challenging times like, like most of us, you know, have never seen. Uh, the, you know, and we're with this division in the church over theological issues, over liturgical issues, with all of this uh, struggle that we've had for the last year and a half plus with, with COVID and uh, policies and mandates from the state and, and our own archdiocesan policies. People are really angry uh, and anxious. I think there's a lot of anxiety and worry and fear. And well, Father Ricardo's famous line that I've heard him say more than once is, in the midst of all of this, Jesus is not nervous. Jesus is not anxious. Uh, Jesus is in charge. This is his church, not ours. And it's not, we're not the saviors of the church. And no one of us has, has the whole uh, picture, so to speak, uh, or has is, 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 is got all the right answers. Uh, and we have to trust in Jesus. Uh, I heard a priest say the other day, you know, Jesus has got this. He's got this. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, so let's turn, our, let's turn back to the Lord, seek his peace, calm down, and, 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 and rest in, in, the, in, the, in the sacred heart of our Lord. Mm-hmm. As you're reflecting, Archbishop, what the vision that comes to me is when we hear in the Scripture, and Jesus is at the boat, and he's calling Peter, you know, to come to me, right? And when as Peter's looking at Jesus, as his gaze is on Jesus and the truth, he can walk. Yeah. And yet, all of a sudden, he realizes, I'm walking on the water, there's a storm. He looks at all of the different things that are in the world, and he sinks. Mm-hmm. And we're sinking as a people, as a nation, as a, as a, as a world, yeah. because our eyes aren't on the truth. How many times do we hear, be not afraid, do not fear, yeah. fear not. Yeah. Pope St. John Paul II, wasn't that like the first message as he comes on <laughs> that was to his, That was one his of his famous lines, be not be afraid. Be not afraid. And yet that has really stirred up it's it's normal. It's it's something human that we respond to that fear, but how do we keep it in check that it doesn't guide our emotions? As you said, we're we're living in our emotions, and our emotions, if they're fed by fear, are going to go down the wrong path. That's right, and that's a very very good image. You know, 
the, this this idea because you're right about Peter. You know, when he's walking on the water, he's fine as long as he keeps his yeah. gaze fixed on Jesus. But when he realizes just how bad things are, mm-hmm. when he realizes the mess that he's in, this wind and these waves yeah. and the darkness of the water, and he, he he starts looking at those things and focusing on that, and he takes his eyes off our Lord, and and he begins to sink. But remember, he cries out, yes, to Jesus, Lord, save me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus immediately, the gospel says, immediately grasps him and brings him safely into the boat. And I think that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we're anxious, if we're angry, uh, if we're upset, if we're lacking in trust and, and we're living in fear and we're suspicious of others' motives, you know, we need to cry out to the Lord, Lord, save me, save me from this, this lack of peace. And, uh, you know, there, there's another image too related uh, another water image another boat image and i and i just i was on retreat uh as we're recording this right now uh i was on retreat last week um with dr bob shooks uh, uh it was a healing retreat for for bishops and um i i it was a great experience for me because i found a lot of inner healing for for a lot of this is is going on as well but they had an image there it was it's a, it's a rembrandt and i had never seen it before mm-hmm. Uh, of of the boat uh, being tossed about in the waves, you know the famous story of you know the the boat's being tossed about in the waves, and Jesus is asleep right. in the back of the boat, right? And you know the 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 apostles come to Jesus and they 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 wake him up and they say, Lord, you know, aren't you? Don't you see <laughs> right. how much trouble we're in? Don't you see that yeah. we are sinking? You know, don't you care? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jesus stands up and calms the water and the wind. And, and he says, why were you afraid? Mm-hmm. Why were you afraid? You know, and, and, it, and it, 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 you know, I've been, you know, uh, as, as everybody knows, I hope by now, or I, I imagine most of our listeners know by now, I've been really promoting the surrender novena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found out uh, this morning, actually, that we've, we've, we've sent out well over 15,000 wow. copies of the surrender novena to, to our parishes for distribution among the people. There's a great hunger for this novena, and, and that doesn't include people who have just simply gone online uh, to get it. You know, uh, there, there's, some, there's some pieces of this, and I pray this. Uh, you know, I, I guess for those good people out there who are in that state right now of worry and anxiety and fear and suspicion and lack of trust and, uh, uh, you know, anger at, at, at even at decisions that are being made, you know, quite honestly by me. You know, we need to surrender this. This, is, this novena has brought me such great peace in all of this. Um, you know, I, I make some of, uh, some of the most, I've had to make, quite honestly, in the last year and a half, some of the most difficult decisions of my ministerial life. But I've tried to do them with great reflection, study, consultation, but most importantly, prayer. I take these things to prayer, and I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me, and I trust in the charism that is given to me in my office as bishop that the Lord is going to help me if I surrender to him and I seek his guidance and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And quite honestly, one of my prayers is, Lord, please prevent me from doing anything uh, that that would be contrary to your to your will, and and but I have found great solace, great peace in this surrender. 
novena. And there's some parts of it here, and I just want to share, you mm-hmm. know, some of these words of our Lord to this priest to to whom he gave this this novena and these revelations, you know, because they they speak very strongly to me. Uh, here's one a part of it for for this is day two of the novena. Our Lord says, "Surrender to me does not mean to fret, to be upset, or to lose hope. Nor does it mean." offering to me a worried prayer, asking me to follow you and change your worry into prayer. It is against this surrender, deeply against it, to worry, to be nervous, Mm -hmm. and to desire to think about the consequences of anything. He goes on, it is the, like the confusion that children feel when they ask their mother to see to their needs and then try to take care of those needs for themselves so that their childlike efforts get in their mother's way. Surrender means to placidly close the eyes of the soul, to turn away from thoughts of tribulation, and put yourself in my care so that only I act, saying, you take care of it, Lord. This one, uh, this is on day four. This one speaks also to our time. The Lord says, You see evil growing instead of weakening. Do not worry. Close your eyes and say to me with faith, Thy will be done. You take care of it. I say to you that I will take care of it, and that I will intervene as does a doctor, and I will accomplish miracles when they are needed. Do you see the sick person getting worse? Do not be upset, but close your eyes and say, you take care of it. I say to you that I will take care of it and that there is no medicine more powerful than my loving intervention. By my love, I promise this to you. Day six, you are sleepless. You want to judge everything, direct everything, and see to everything and you surrender to human strength, or worse, to men themselves, trusting in their intervention. That is what hinders my words and my views. Oh, how much I wish from you this surrender to help you. How I suffer when I see you so agitated. Satan tries to do exactly this, to agitate you and to remove you from my protection and to throw you into the jaws of human initiative. So trust only in me. Rest in me, surrender to me in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these are the words, quite honestly, that have been guiding me yeah. through these tumultuous times. Uh, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm human too, and I have my own struggles. And uh, this has been a very difficult time for me as it has been for everyone, especially as, in a, as a person in leadership. But this is this this surrender is what has brought me peace, mm-hmm. and and that's where we that's where we need to go. We need to turn to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I really love that surrender novena, and every time I read it, another little just oh right, because we do want to have all of the answers, or we, we think see, we have all we, of the we answers. We think we have all the answers, or if it looks like this, everything's going to be okay. But boy, our Lord has such a bigger picture that we have no idea. And if the sick person is not getting well, is the Lord not working in that person? He is. Mm -hmm. Just in ways we can't 
comprehend. Well, you know, I, and I, th- I hear that line, you know, do you see the sick person getting getting worse? I, okay, you know, we can talk about an individual who's ill, right. but I'm, I'm thinking of the whole situation the in whole our world. world. <laughs> right. do, do, do you see the world yeah. getting sicker? Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, the church getting sicker, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, we need to turn to him. We need to turn to him. What are ways... Number one, the Surrender Novena. I think you've been inviting us and continue to invite us to to take time. But it will need to be a break from what's going on out there. It's a break from the world. Isn't that what Jesus calls us to do when we're consecrated? We're set apart for preparing to be holy. There are things that we have to do, each individual, to start that road to healing. Exactly. I mean, obviously, the first and the foremost, the most important thing is prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's the Surrender Novena or the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which mm-hmm. has you know, that beautiful line that, that our Lord uh, asked St. Faustina to put at the bottom of the image of his Divine Mercy, Jesus, right. I trust in you, yeah. not in the world. Mm-hmm. I trust in you. So prayer, you know, we have to be centered in prayer. We have to, <laughs> we have to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. calm down, and give it to our Lord in prayer. But also, I think on a practical level, we need to shut out some of the voices in the world that are keeping us agitated. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people right now are living in their own echo chambers. They've already decided, you know, what's right, what's wrong. They've already decided what their point of view is. They all have already decided that this is, this is the way to go and that's not the way to go. And so with social media, with the internet, they, they're living in echo chambers and they're, they're reading uh, websites and commentators and they're being formed by the internet rather than by the gospel, by the teachings of the church, and quite honestly by their, their, their duly appointed by God shepherds. And so when we continually feed ourselves with the same uh, points of view, with the same uh, anger and upset, it gets us upset and stirred up. And then we, we, we only talk to people who agree with us and we reinforce each other and we commiserate with each other and we, we, we actually pull each other down. We need to extricate ourselves from these things and get back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I honestly and truly, I have stopped looking at a lot of you know, things that I might, I might have used to, to read on the internet, uh, different websites and, and commentators, et cetera. Quite honestly, I, I, I have to say this. I've stopped reading comments. I've stopped reading comments, quite honestly, on my own Facebook page because I get so sad and depressed, really, about where people are at in this, in this anger and, and, and demonizing of other people. I've stopped reading comments on other you know, stories and websites and, and, and the like because it, 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 do, it just all it does is disturb my peace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change my mind. I mean, I have, as I said, for the things that I've had to do, I've prayed, I've consulted, I've studied, I've discerned, I've taken my time. I I don't rush these things. And when I come to whatever decision I feel I have to make and that I think the Lord puts on my heart sometimes, not always, but sometimes I feel that very strongly, then I need to be at peace about that. And so, you know, reading nasty comments uh, is not going to change you know, my, my point of view or decision, it only upsets me. And so this is what I, I'm going to challenge, you know, some of you good people out there to, to think about, 
you know, do I keep going back to the sources that just keep me stirred up and angry and agitated and, and suspicious uh, and, and lacking in trust? I've got I've to get away from those voices and turn back to the Lord and seek solace, seek peace, seek consolation in Jesus, in, in, in prayer, uh, in, in the sacraments, uh, just to, to really uh, not let the enemy do this to mm-hmm. us. Uh, this is the work of the enemy, and it's not on one side. Yeah. It's not on one side, so don't misunderstand me. I'm not singling out one perspective or one point of view from another. It's across the board. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruit, this is not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are not division, anger, suspicion, distrust among the people of God. That's not the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of another spirit, and we have to fight against it and, and turn back to Jesus. And he'll take care of it. Yes. You know, even as I say these words, yes. and I can feel, I can, maybe you can even hear it in my voice, you know, I, I feel myself kind of getting, you know, stirred up a little bit, but then, then I just go back to that place of peace in my soul that, Jesus, you've got this. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you're not nervous. You're not anxious. You've got us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be all right. You know, we're, uh, we may feel like you're asleep in the bottom of the boat <laughs> as we're being tossed about in the waves, but, you know, when he says, you know, why were you, why were you fearful? Why were you afraid? I'm with you. I'm here. You know, keep your eyes on me, Peter. Yes. Not on the waves and then the wind. Yeah, he promised us, I will be with you always until the end of the age. Please join us in that that surrender novena. If you don't have a copy, certainly you can look it up online. You can call the Pastoral Center and they'll send you a copy. We would love to have you join us. Get into the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Pick one. And just trust, Jesus, I trust in you. Let's close with your blessing. Yes. Thank you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, and your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for listening to The Voice of the Shepherd on Mater Day Radio. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. May you have a blessed week. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.